Honestly, honestly, we we need to have a conversation, and I hate to come into the show like this because we're we're gonna talk about this story uh, in just a second. Got to, but we gotta have like a very serious conversation about a certain demographic of people not understanding that like time moves forward, and like they're relevant. Nobody stays relevant for forever, you know. Like, like when Howard, like when Howard Stern was like, "Oh my God, these guys don't acknowledge me." On the sideline of the bat. First of all, they don't acknowledge you. They don't know you, brother. Who are you, the tribal chief? Why do you need to be acknowledged for being there? Like, let's go with you. Like, let's let's start there. But moving beyond that, like you said, Josh, they don't know you, brother. Like, I don't I don't know if you know this or not, Mister Stern, but your show was not popular. Enough. We all know who Howard Stern is. Sure. Because when we were growing up, it was like, oh yeah, Howard Stern is a big deal. Like he has the right. radio show where there's always something crazy being said. Now, I'm sorry to tell you this. You've been replaced by Adam 22. No, I'm just joking. But, uh, uh, seriously, <laughs> Adam 22 man. been replaced himself. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the video old boy said, I don't, I personally couldn't, do that, but everybody had different levels of mental maturity. I said, bro, <laughs> <laughs> you got to steal them. You got to steal them out. You got but to. No. But no, um, the same thing with the with the Britney Spears situation, right? Like everybody's like, there was an uproar on Twitter about people saying that Victor Wimbiyama potentially didn't know Britney, and it's like that's a young man that was born in what two thousand five in France. Yep. See, see, and here's my thing. If even if he does know who Britney Spears is, or you know what I'm saying, he could recognize her face from what came on No Five, probably like Toxic or something, right? Right. 2005 Britney do not look like right now Britney. But even if he like 2005 was the year he was born. Like that's like right, yeah. And he went watching Britney Spears videos in the womb. Even if he was, would he remember it? Would he remember it? Like, right. You see what I'm saying, like that. So, so give. I think we should tell the audience what what what, what oh, happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what transpired? Of course. Yeah. And so the the situation was in the at the Vegas Summer League. Uh, Britney Spears attempted to go up and, and pat Victor Wembanyama on the shoulder, and then his security guard knocked her hand away, and she ended up hitting herself in the face with the hand and uh, with her own hand. And um, she said that uh, she was backhanded by one of his security guards and that she was owed an apology, which again, video showed was not necessarily the case. And uh, so, you know, fellas, let's just get right into this show, man. Does, is, is this the strangest sports story from this summer so far? Um, <laughs> no, I was about to say that it was, and I got something to go back to regarding the whole Britney Spears Victor Wimbyama thing. But like, I know Chris don't want to hear this. It gotta be Jalen Green. Oof. We ain't got a lot of news this summer, but the Jalen Green thing is just like, huh? <clears throat> and I, I know, I know, we touched on it last week, but. I don't know, man. I can't imagine the situation. To one, I would be doing that. Two, I'm cool with the homies recording. Three, I'm a five-star basketball recruit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna let this fly. You're a freaky frog. That is a freaky <laughs> frog. Why are you doing that? But what be y'all, man? Brady is a close second. 
Okay. All right. All right, Chris, is do you think that this is the the wildest sports story that we've seen come out this summer? Uh, it's been kind of a drought. Be honest with you. I mean, I would say to be fair, I would say other than the Ben Simmons debacle, yes. Other than the Ben Simmons debacle, yes. Wait, what? That's been this summer? Man, bro, what y'all haven't been seeing all the posts about Ben Simmons, bro? When he posted all the of, workout videos, the Epsies, like I saw, been the going, SP, I saw the SP thing, but that was from before, wasn't it? Bro, they've been when going they had the in kids on, on Ben stage, Simmons, like, bro. He's building, uh, he's building a bunch I, I, of I did, I did see that, yeah. Without, yeah, that was old, wasn't it? Or was yeah, that yeah, but what I'm saying is people been cooking him all summer long. All he been doing is posting pictures in the lab and people been in it. Like, go on Ben Simmons' page when y'all bored, bro. And, like, you bored, don't have nothing to do. Go on Ben Simmons' page and go through the comments, bro. It'd be, like, 10,000 to 20,000 comments. Everybody cooking him, bro. Just cooking him. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Okay. But, right. Yeah, this is though. I I'm gonna tell y'all. I know that y'all aren't like big college sports fans, but college sports has been absolutely insane this summer. Insane. Coach Bob Huggins, one of the most legendary coaches in NCAA history, known for, the known for press Virginia. West Virginia plays full court press style of defense. They play it for the entirety of the game. He's the person who started that. He got his third DWI. It's not funny. It's not funny that he got his third DWI. I mean. He got his third DWI and he resigned. But apparently he said, well, I didn't actually resign. Y'all just forced me out, but I didn't sign any resignation papers. So I'm still the head coach here. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of them. And then the other one that is absolutely insane have y'all heard about what's going on at Northwestern with their football team? I have not. Their head coach just got fired. One of the winningest head coaches in program history uh, because there was alleged hazing that was. Um, so two things. Number one, the hazing, the hazing was of a uh, semi homoerotic variety. Um, and beyond that, there was also an environment of racism allegedly fostered at Northwestern. And I just said, damn, y'all boys checking off every ism on the bingo card. <laughs> you are one female staffer saying that they refused to promote me for, because I was a woman away from just getting all three in a row, you know, tic-tac-toe brother, because what are y'all doing over there? What are y'all doing? So, I mean, this is, this is like a whimsical one. This is funny. It's like how the Zion situation with Mariah Mills started off. Like it's goofy, oh. but like it's not. I don't think it's that that bad. Well, will we include Zion in the, in the summer news cycle? Yeah, for sure, for sure, hundred percent. Oh, that's 100%. definitely the craziest thing. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was that crazy. I think Mariah made it crazy. Yeah, I, I think she made it by, by gassing it up the way she did, dropping a hundred thirty tweets straight. 132. You put up Will with no response, bro. That's bad. What what they say? A, a triple double, no assist. You dropped 135 <laughs> tweets straight, straight with no response. Man, go on somewhere. Go on. So I want you arrested. Honestly, I want you arrested for harassment at that point. 
<laughs> when when Eli was talking about everybody had rate limits, they said, "Where was this at when Mariah was tweeting?" <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Couldn't I'm not gonna hold you. Those rate limits came out, and I thought my bookmarks was gone. Hey man. Hey listen. <laughs> hey listen. Honestly, I wasn't worried until they said that uh, there was like some update that was like gonna have our bookmarks uh, public. I was like, "Hey, what? Hey." Hey, hey, if my bookmark's public, yo. I am cooked. Hey, bro, what y'all got in bookmarks? Bro, Chris, worry about yourself. Chris, worry about yourself. <laughs> That's what you do. That's what you do up there. Because you you worried about things that ain't got nothing to do with you. That's what you got. I don't incriminate myself, man. I don't I don't like nothing. I don't touch nothing. I want my algorithm to be sports and skin. That's all I want my algorithm hey, to be. Hey, it's it's right. a way to manage your algorithm and still be straight. My algorithm ain't nothing but NBA and WWE. That's it. See, my algorithm not fun no more, bro. My algorithm is like straight big pieces. Like, it's literally like. Oh my God! Y'all thought this joke was funny. It's like, oh. <laughs> I remember, people used to get cooked on Twitter. Those was good times. Man. Those was great times. Those was great times. What, what, what's it? What's Twitter Jail was a thing. Remember when Twitter <laughs> Jail was a thing? Man, oh God, I, when I saw Mariah going off on the tweets, I'm like, put her in Twitter Jail and throw, man. Away, throw away the key, bro. It's, just, it's, it's time. It's time to do it. It's. Somebody do your job, okay? I know it's only 10 of y'all left at Twitter, but the 10 of y'all that's up there, somebody do your damn job. Speaking of jobs, fellas, that's that's what we're going to have our, our bit of randomness for the day be about. Today, we're going to dig into y'all work history a little bit. Uh, mm. and, and it doesn't have to be about things that you've done or been involved in. It can just be things that you have witnessed or, or seen up close and personal. And they're going to get spicier, progressively spicier as we go along here. So which one was more memorable? Your best manager ever or your worst manager ever? And why? Um, I'm going to have to go with my best manager ever because I done had... I, I, I'm honored to say I've had some jobs where I ain't really had the worst managers. You know what I'm saying? Some of them not homies, some of them just managers, but I can't say any of them has necessarily been bad. I've had some higher ups I ain't got along with, but like my direct manager, they've been cool for the most part. But honestly, my most memorable was probably when I worked in a in, in a Greek restaurant. I wasn't making a lot of money, but the the manager was my older brother. So he was just sitting there kicking, cooling, you know what I'm saying? He was understanding. Um Honestly, that's one of my favorite jobs I ever had. If I was making more money, I'd probably still be in that restaurant to this day. Mm. They said, yo, yo, you can make enough bread working in this restaurant. So you know what I'm saying? Like, be straight, be set. I'll be working there for the rest of my life. You was getting 213 plus tips? Man, no, nah, I was I was behind house. I was making 10 an hour. Oh, where, where, where? You was dishes, bus boys. Yeah. No, nah, I, I was I was in I was in the kitchen. So when I did the short shift, I'd be in the kitchen from um I'd be in the kitchen from eleven to three. And if I did the long shift, I'd be in the kitchen from nine to three to no dishes from three to eight. Yeah. Making 10 hour. But you know what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was naive. Yeah. I, was, I was like 19, 10 an hour. I was like, I'm eating. Bro was kicking off the free tzatziki. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Chris. Hey, man. Food? Greek food hit a spinach pie. Do we right right now, honestly, bro? Honestly, so, I've never had a shawarma. I've never had a shawarma that I was like, ew, this is terrible. What is this? Facts. I I went to this one spot. They put the shawarma. They put the fries in the shawarma. Mm -hmm. Like they put the fries in the. They was acting different. 
I'm not gonna lie. Was, <laughs> and the fries and the shawarma hit different. It, it's crazy. Go crazy. It's, especially when that thing is good and soggy, where it like blend in with the. Oh my god! It's, oh, oh boy! Not see. Now I'm hungry. That, this why my big big self can't be talking about food on this show. Now, we still got <laughs> for a big now. dog. And now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking about getting some jazz dollar. Chris, which one was more memorable? Your best manager ever? Your worst manager ever? Oh, definitely my best one, man. The worst ones, man, you try to forget. Like, yeah. I got some managers that I've had, and I've only had, I think, five managers total so far mm-hmm. in my working career as a professional. Now, growing up, I've had more than that, but the best managers, they really leave an impression on you. They really yeah. instill some values in you. They instill some teachings in you. So, um, you know, the best manager I had was my last boss, and he really developed me and what made me want to be like him with a successful career. He worked at my company I'm at now for 27 years, and he had a you know very successful career. So, yeah. um, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. My my best manager ever. Shout out Megan, man. Megan Larson. That's my dog. That's my homie. She she breathed life into me like I've never had a manager do. Before. Like I've had managers tell me like, "Oh man, you're like good at this thing. I appreciate it." Um, but I've never had a manager be like, yo, you, you're good, but you can be great. Like you, there's another level for you to reach. And these are the things I want you to do to reach it. And she like gave specific action items for like, this is how you really turn up and become a great recruit. And I was like, lady, you've never done recruiting before. And she still like all the things that she put me on to, all the things that she put me on to, I still do them to this day and still, still have like amazing results. And I've been able to, even during this very like, you know, I, y'all know I work in tech and there have been, if you work in talent acquisition in tech right now, you are shaking in your boots. You are looking around, for that <laughs> down on your head. but still I know like, I'm gonna be all right. I'm gonna have, you know, some motion, some job because you know, I, I did great things there and and moved on and, and did great things everywhere else I went because of her. Now, the next part of the job portion of this show, we gonna ask you, what is the worst thing that you have ever had to do at work? That I've ever had to do? Yeah. Or not that you've ever had to do, that you've ever seen somebody have to do it work. Oh, that's a little bit. You had to do it or you saw somebody do it, but just the worst thing. One of those things at the job that you just was like, it could be either terribly disgusting. It could be like something that's just like, nah, I I, I couldn't do it, but somebody else did. Oh, you know, I I got got one because that was a little bit of a different question I was expecting. So let me break it down for y'all. I I worked at uh, Wendy's in high school. Everybody that knew me in high school knew I worked at Wendy's because I was at work all the time, bro. Like, they'd be like, yo, yo, uh, Guyton, come through, do you know, do this at the school. I got to work, bro. Like, I was (laughs) I was working, bro. Wait, false wasn't that when we was in high school, was it? We didn't even have a value menu at the time. Yeah, that, that probably was an easy shift at Wendy's, boy. When they ain't had no value menu, order for phones, they probably, you know what I mean? Them look, 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 that's look, when look, the night, came out, though. The yeah. Out, yeah, that's oh, facts. Oh, yeah, that bacon. But, but at the same time, late nights was usually chill, because if somebody up late night, they either usually broke, or you know what I'm saying, they drunk and they trying to get some, some quick food, and Wendy's wasn't really the spot for night. So that was pretty chill, but I worked at the Wendy's on a uh, 15 and Grossbeck right there. And they closed for renovations like during that summer before freshman year of college. So they moved us all to different locations. You could pick your location. The closest one to me was the one that was like at a uh, Little Mac and 11 Mile. 
So I'm working at that one. Okay. Very different environments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so the the manager at that Wendy's, his name was Jim, and he had this dude that worked the same hours as him. His name was Ralph. I'm using their real names. I don't care because this is like to this day, bro. I cannot grasp this. <sighs> What's a pod friendly way for me to say this? Basically. Bro, Ralph was like Samuel Jackson and Django to Jim at Wendy's, bro. Like if he if he told him twenty five dog, if he told him to, and and Ralph wouldn't know, dude. Like he taking advantage of like some young naive person or something. Like Ralph had to be, he had to be at least about forty five. Oh, bro, Jim, Jim tell that man to jump how high they had this man scrubbing a drive through, bro. With a brush and some degreaser, this man was outside scrubbing the drive-thru with like a push broom, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean like the outside? Like uh, the outside, like the pavement. Why would you scrub pavement with degreaser? That's not <laughs> how you clean paint. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I told you this That's is so a crazy story. That's so <laughs> Like, he used that, bro, any, anything like... It was to the point where you would literally be at the job and it'd be something that you don't want to do or something that's like, you know what I'm saying? I make seven at the time I would make like seven thirty an hour, bro. Like I'm not doing this. They'd be like, all right, yo, go uh go ahead and do this, Ralph. Say the greaser work on anything. The greaser usually do some stuff, but like oil from cars has been setting that pavement for years. It wasn't uh, doing nothing, though. Don't even understand when you when you power wash or when you pressure wash most uh, like surfaces, you're not actually like cleaning the surface and getting like dirt and stuff. You're literally blowing away the top of that surface. Like that's in essence what you're doing with that. Why under God's green earth do you think the greaser <laughs> would be? I had this man brushing it, bro. Just spray some degreaser down, brushing it with a push broom. They so they thought the degreaser worked there. How black people think Robitussin work? Where it's like, <laughs> oh my god, wow, like, I can't believe. Take some Robitussin, you'll be all right. Like, man, I tell you, they was doing this man dirty. That's he did I, himself I, I, dirty. You can't you can't live like that. So I, so I, I wonder what Ralph was doing. Yeah, yeah, easily. No, no, just no. it's not like one specific thing he was doing, but it's just the fact that he was just like this man was shucking and jiving for Wendy's, bro. <laughs> it was wild to me. Meanwhile, millennials can be making six figures at a job. Hey, bro, you're not finna stress me out today. You not. Hey, facts. Diego, do bro, it. They be so privileged, man. Chris. What is the worst thing that you have seen somebody? I forgot Chris, a manager. I can't be talking like that. Hey, listen, Damn, I don't bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the worst thing I've ever had to do at work? Yeah, you either had seen somebody have to do or you had to do at work. Oh man. I'm trying to think of something that's like don't demoralize me as a human. Um Jesus Christ, Chris. Jesus. Well, I mean, like, I'm not, I don't do nothing crazy at work, but so uh, one of them, I had a temp operator, right? He was working at the plant and he was working on my team. Mm. And I, I, I didn't want to do this, but I had to do it. So basically he was making up all these excuses on why he could never be at work. Right. Right. I feel and you. And I'm like, you know, I saw I finally asked. I'm like, 
Like, listen, man, like, do you just need, like, time off? Like, do you just need to take a break from work or what? Like, because you never at work. So then he made up this story about how bandits are holding his mom hostage every day after work for $100,000 cash. And I was like, if your mama got $100,000 cash, why are you a temp operator for one? Like, not that your mama got to give you no money. Hey, bro, what are you doing every day? Tinder swindler. He said, my enemies are after me. (laughs) So I'm like, bro, he said bandits. Yes, I, I have where the message you, to show y'all. But where do you live y'all. where you got bandits? <laughs> Listen, bro, the, the, the guy was from oh. Africa and he kept telling me that it was his mom back home. So I'm like, what are you doing after work? He's like, it's just too much. It's just too much. I can't process it. I have to leave every day and then I call off because of it. And I was like, Bro, like, why don't you just tell me straight up? Like, listen, I got other stuff I'm doing. I was a temp job. I'm trying to make some more money, you know? Just be straight up with me. So I end up terminating him as a temp. Okay. End up terminating him as a temp. What ends up happening is he didn't take that termination seriously. Bro, start coming into work anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, and it's a true story. I will show you on my message with my HR later. Literally, so I'm like, so you just like you just decided to come to work today because you just thought that, you know, you still work here. He was like, well, I mean, I don't see a reason why you firing me. I told you I need money. My mom's getting robbed for one hundred thousand dollars every day. I'm like, so we still going with this story. Like, you know, like this is still a thing. So he was like, you know what? I'm just going to quit. And I was just like. You're not even coming in the building. Like, your badge no longer has access into the building. Like, I- I'm confused on where the miscommunication was. I contacted the temp agency and told them not to let you, not to terminate your contract. Yeesh. And And bro just was like, you know what? I quit. Y'all not firing me. I quit. That's what he said. And I was like, you Good know what? Him. Take a stand. I was, like, right. I was like, go for it, buddy. I was like, go for it. <laughs> he said, y'all ain't, y'all, hey, I'm, you can't fire me if I quit. How about that? How about that? You can't, you know, sir, you're already fired. Don't care. I quit. That's just what I'm doing. That's just what I'm doing. I'ma tell you, bro. I worked at um I worked at FedEx for a while. And uh oof. That was rough. That was rough. Cause like when people are talking about the the UPS uh folks going on strike and whatnot and talking about like, yeah, they treat the part-timers terribly. They are not lying. They are not lying. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> they not lying at all. They are not lying in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, they had you yeah. uh, loading. Who, me? Yeah. No, no, no. I worked in HR. I worked in Oh, HR. okay, okay, okay. They always used to joke with me all the time. The people on the line always used to joke with me like, bro, as big as strong as you are, you need to be out here. And I'm like, no. No, sir. No, I don't. <laughs> After I stopped playing football, I told myself I was done doing manual labor. Okay? <laughs> In the words of SZA, I'm never going back. Never going back. No, you can't make me. You cannot make me. That was it. That was all the physical labor I had in me. But uh, there was, I remember there was a, a time where, like, they would, the people were not allowed to like clock in early or like come in early because they would clock in early. And so if they came in and clocked in early, they would like get paid and all that early. So like these people had to wait outside in the cold to like get lined up because they had to be on time, but they weren't allowed to clock in early. So they would just be outside in the concourse, just like waiting 
or like at best, at best you could wait in your whip to like come. But mind you, like this is like three a.m. in the morning, so like that that's when that that shift started, and like they would either wait in their car or like wait in the in the actual like corridor and all that to come through. And I was just like, okay, yeah, and that's cold. Cause three a.m. is cold, cold. Bro, what? That's the only time that I've ever felt North Carolina cold get a little disrespectful. Like, you, little, <laughs> you know, it tapped you on your shoulder and told you, hey, bro, it's, it's real out here. And I'm like, y'all waiting this every day? Babes, no, mm-mm, not me, not I. Can't do it. Never will. Refuse to. And now for the spiciest question here, what's the messiest thing you've ever seen at work? Give me all the hot goss, as the kids would say. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail on mine, but basically when the first time I worked in a, in a call center, I don't know if any of y'all know about Ooh, call we, centers. We heard about the call center. <laughs> what happened, brother? What happened? So, uh, I was working at this call center. You know what I'm saying? It was about, I think the training there was like two weeks, maybe something like that. Um, but the dude that was the trainer was this girl that always that would always come in at work there that would like flirt with the trainer or whatever and be like, hey, what's up, newbies and this and that, right? So when it came to like, you know, shadow when we actually got on the floor, they had me shadow her. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? We walk into her desk and my man's like, it's some dude I don't know. But I'm walking past him and he tapped me like, Hey, it's your turn. And I'm like, Huh? I would just say that uh, consenting adults were having turns with a particular young lady in that office. And apparently that was like, you'll write a passage to work there. Um, question. Did you actually fulfill your turn? No, 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 I don't. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't mix work and, uh, you know, pleasure. I don't hey, like what? that question. Gives. <laughs> I don't like that question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, what I mean? hey, I'm I'm DJ Vladden right now. I'm DJ Vladden. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Chris, what's the messiest thing that you have either done or witnessed at work? Talk to me. So you know this one. No, t- no, nah, nah, I'm just talking. I ain't gonna go into that. I ain't gonna go into that. But no, nah, so unfortunately, you know, I work in a plant, and you know, mm-hmm. plant life is just very, uh, very, very crazy. It's just very crazy. Hey, what's number one? Plants or call centers? Honestly, honestly, I say it's one, I say it's one A and one B because like, but but let me tell y'all this though, it's almost every job is like that. The only difference is like these are jobs where people can't afford to like be sneaky in a good way, because like I've interned or like worked at some places where it's like pretty like highfalutin and the same stuff be going on. It's just like a yeah. Like they can afford a hotel room out of town, so like nobody sees them. Like you never know. So. But I've heard that auto plants, bro. I've heard of like people stepping off the line, beating real quick, and going straight back to work. Yeah. Listen, bro. Listen, yeah, I work in automotive. I run a, a twenty-four million dollar plant with about forty-seven people in the building. Right. Let me tell you something about plants, man. This some stuff happens in plants that you cannot even explain. Right. So, being the plant leader, right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll make this short story short. But being a plant leader. People going to act different when I'm around versus when I'm not around, right? right. I, at one point, was a member of the team of the plant, reporting to the plant leader. Then I became a plant leader, right? And it, it was, you know, hard for me not to use my common knowledge of stuff that I knew that was going on before I became the plant leader. So we had a young lady on first shift. 
unfortunately, she has four kids and she always talk about being a single mom. Right. And, you know, it just so happens that uh, a, a lot of people, you know, they they just took breaks at the same time as her. And I, you know, before I was the plant leader, I didn't understand this. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's just what they take their breaks. But then when I had to take responsibility, I had to kind of, you know, figure out, like, why two people taking breaks at the same time? Does it make sense financially for us? Does it, you know, like, is it is it hurting the business or is it helping the business? So I asked her, I said, you know, why do you usually, you know, coordinate your break with somebody else? She goes... Well, you know, just to have some fun, you know, have somebody talk to stuff like that. So, you know, operators in the plant, they're a little messy, especially when like the plant leaders walking around. Right. So the girl's like, you know, you should just go outside one day when she goes to break. I was like, why? Apparently her side hustle was doing favors for people at the plant. To to make some money because she was a single mom. That was her side. That was her side hustle. Doing I wasn't expecting that part. I wasn't expecting the, the the bread part. I'm yeah, not surprised. So why weren't you expecting the bread part? Is what what actually makes sense out the store. <laughs> she she was doing favors for people in the plant. Mind you, it wasn't just men either. It was men and women doing favors for people at the plant to 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 make some extra money. That's how I'm gonna work that story. How does how does the song by City High go? What you what doing you if do you said his ass home? Cried all alone. I was the only way to feed him, Gibbs. Hey, this is what we mad for a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what you gotta do. City High never lie. You know what I mean? That 44 rotation for the longest. And it's just crazy because. You know, obviously we 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 handled that operator, but it's kind of hard to like handle everybody else that was part of it because you don't really have evidence, right? The only evidence right. you have is somebody told you. So like that person, they owned up to it. That's how we were able to, you know, handle them. But everybody else, like, I don't know. They, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know nothing about that. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. So it's like somebody got to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of left it alone there because it was getting messy and people were scared to go to work every day. So I was like, you know what? If stuff happens, it comes to the light eventually. So, Lord Jesus, I know that forty dollar button on the ATM near y'all was <laughs> the number on it wore out. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the bank the four and the zero was looking shit and dirty and ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that 40 spare me please spare me <laughs> I think I talked about this before on the show but I don't know I may, I may not have uh, so one of the places that I work um, again I've been doing HR recruiting for quite some time now and uh, one of the places that I work I um, had to keep track of the records of everybody who um, came in and came out in terms of like transferring in, transferring out and all that good stuff. And you will see the record of like where they transferred to, how long, all that type of stuff, how long they were at, whatever they were at before they came there, if they had transferred inside the company, inside the same division. So we had um, one person, we had a, a manager who requested somebody who was going to work under them. Um, hey, can you make sure that this uh, transfer gets filed? You know, make sure to, you know, just like put a rush on this one. 
And I'm like, bro, like I, I get all the transfers that I can process, but yeah, like I'm getting some right, cheap. I got you. I, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got you. Like, I don't know why you in such a rush, but all right, I got you. Whatever, whatever. So my boss comes in uh shortly after that gentleman leaves and says, What was he here about? And I'm like, he was talking about a transfer. He said it was a specific transfer that he wanted to get, you know, expedited or whatever the case may be. And immediately, like me personally, I really didn't care. I was just like, all right, cool. I'm going right. to get the transfer process. I like this. Mind your business. My, my manager did not. My manager did not mind her business. That was not. She said, oh, this is my business, buddy. This is my business. <laughs> so her red flags went off. And, and uh, so she was like, pull that file for me. And so I looked at it, looked at all the places that the young woman had transferred. And I said, yeah, this is all the place she's been. And my manager said, I'll be right back. She went to go get his file. And she looked at, you know, his file of where he had transferred and where he had been. There was a direct overlap for like the last three and a half, four years of like they had been working together wherever they went. They went together or like one was a month behind the other. Right. And then they said, all right. Um, we need to monitor that to see what's going on. But then it kind of died down because like nothing happened and it just was like, cool. And then one day somebody comes into the office and says, hey, I saw a manager kiss one of the people under them. And everybody in the office is like, because for those of you who don't know, uh, fraternization is like, that's an HR headache regardless of where you go. Cause there's always so many things that got to go into it. You got to right. figure out whether or not things are consensual and like who needs to be disciplined, how, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's, it's a very messy situation. This got the, the investigation that was closed because the block was hot on them and it was good for the couple of weeks that they were being, you know, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, you're under surveillance. And they were good. <laughs> when they were under surveillance, they were good. But somebody came in and said they saw one of the folks, he's another one of the folks, and it was those two. Now, here's where the story gets really messy. Not only were they following each other around, not only were they seen kissing like in the in the actual building, we went to both of their Facebooks. And of course, they were friends on Facebook. But here's the more interesting part. They were both married with children to other people. (laughs) These two have been following each other around, having these work affairs for like years. Oh, years is crazy. For years. Meanwhile, they're both married to other people outside of work. It was the craziest thing I've that hurt my heart so bad because I'm like, there are two people who are just like un- completely unsuspecting, like, oh, my, my husband and wife is going to work. Like that's what they're doing. And whole time, they they go into pound town, uh, the between doing what they're supposed to be doing at work. What a what a nasty, what a nasty gig. That's just ooh. She I said, My son that. need a new pappy, yeah. No, you know, you know, you know, I'm going to tell you, though, what type of impression did did they have to make on one another for like them to follow each other around for four years? Man, must have been some great times there. But anyhow, speaking of impressions, we got to talk summer league, fellas, because it is that time of the year. We are in our annual tradition of everybody overreacting to summer league, fellas. Give me your best overreaction to Summer League so far. Talk to me. 
Um, I think the biggest overreaction to Summer League is just performances that we see that may be good or bad at this level. I mean, we've seen Summer League plenty of times. Kyle Kuzma was Summer League MVP. Mm-hmm. If you remember that team, that Lakers team, I think it was uh, Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon. Brandon Ingram, Caruso. People thought the Lakers were going to run the league the next year because they had a good summer league. Um, So I think that the biggest overreactions I've seen has been to Wimby's bad game and good game. Of, I mean, he was the number one pick, the most you know highly sought out recruit since Zion, maybe Bron. Um. So, I mean, I understand those overreactions. Another one, Asura Thompson of the Pistons had a really good game last night. He showed some good intangibles, good athleticism, still can't shoot worth a lick. But people were talking like uh, Asura is about to be him based off a clip of two alley-oops in the game that I saw yesterday. Okay. All right. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Chris, who, what's your biggest? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, before we get there. You are absolutely right about the whole like Lakers thing because I was talking about that on TikTok the other day and like people don't realize how much damage that summer league did in terms of the perception of that <laughs> man as opposed to the reality because I remember when the Lakers made the trade for Anthony Davis and everybody was like the Lakers got fleeced totally fleeced Batman this is disgusting <laughs> they're, they're gonna be and I'm like you sure about that um this that court, because if we look at what that core has done to this point, Lazo is like what two year, two more injury prone years away from playing in La Liga. No, 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 he's already Santo. sitting out another. Lazo's done. Lazo gonna retire, bro. Yeah, Lazo career done. Oh, he he's got sitting the John out Wall stuff, bro. Like he keep getting like they repairing it, and they repairing. Ah, it, repairing so he got the knees. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Lazo's done retiring. Yeah. So, oh, okay. But even outside of Lonzo, right? Like, even if you said Lonzo would have stayed healthy. Okay, cool. Look at Kuzma. Look at Brandon Ingram. Look at Alex Caruso. Like, and this is no disrespect to any of those young men because they're all high-level NBA players, right? Kyle Kuzma is probably going to be the number two option in Washington this year. Behind number Jordan one. Pool is crazy. No, nah, Kuz the number one option. When the That's season what I'm Jordan... Behind Jordan Poole No, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I meant the other way around. I think Kuz going to be the other one, number one option on that team. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Him being, like, Gibbs saying him behind Jordan Poole is crazy. <laughs> I, my bad, player. My fault. I, I'm sorry. I... I just don't imagine either one of them is number ones. I think they're just going to have two number twos. <laughs> just, <laughs> I wouldn't even no, call them number twos. But but see, if he's about playing winning basketball, you got two number fours. Whoa. Hey, Ooh. hey, 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 that's nasty work. Wait, does, did Kuzma get a ring with the Lakers? I feel yep. like he did. Yeah. I feel like he did. And he was, he was starting. He was the three or four on that team, wasn't he? I would probably nah, say nah, he nah, was nah, the four. Nah. I would say he's a four. Because there was. There you was, had Bron, AD, AD, Rondo. Well, well, well Rondo wasn't a score option, though. No, the, the third oh, scoring option was KCP. Yeah, I was about to say, I would put KCP at third. Yeah, KCP cool. at three, then Kuzma at four, probably. Mm, that's tough. That's real tough. Interesting. Anywho, low-key, low I don't know because Caruso was on that team, too. Huh? Caruso, Caruso wasn't Caruso yet, though. He he was but there not, strictly for on-ball D. Not only was Caruso not Caruso yet, but Caruso wasn't part of that trade. He wasn't. He stayed in in L.A. after that trade, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, even if you would have traded that entire core for Anthony Davis, I wouldn't have been mad at it, number one. Number two, what what are the Pelicans done with all those <laughs> with all that good stuff? 
I remember Nothing. somebody said that they, they drafted like, Zion. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Look how that's worked out for him. Oh, my God. That's, what a team that Pelican squad is. What were they doing with Anthony Davis? What, second round, first round, second round exits? I don't think they made it past the first round. Don't, they didn't make it past the first round. Yeah. Well, the only time I remember yeah. them being in the playoffs is with that, that year they lost to Golden State. Okay. And where'd they get eliminated this year? Um, In the play-in? No, they oh they, did they? I thought they made it the first round. Mm. I, I don't think you're so. Right. You're right. They didn't. The Pelicans, right. yeah, they didn't. No, right. they yeah, they lost to Minnesota, right? Yeah. You're so. right. You're right. That you're right. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So it seems like they didn't take much of a step forward after that trade, huh? Not at all. Not at all. Ah, I hate to see that. Anyway, Chris, what is your biggest overreaction from the summer league so far? <sighs> I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I hate to be that guy. I hate to be that guy. But I'm going to be that guy. Be that guy. (laughs) This Brandon Miller is going to be okay. Reaction. Like, I don't think people realize, but the first three games, he had more fouls than points. You know, he started a trend on Twitter. The trend, I don't know if y'all was on Twitter when it happened. You can't file out of a summer league game. People were saying that. People started asking that question because he had that many files. <laughs> I am worried for this man. He came into the league talking about Paul George's favorite player and the Hornets going to the finals. He set himself up for failure. Okay, can, can I say something real quick, though? For people that age... Them saying Paul George is their favorite player is not that crazy to me. You know why? Here, here's why. Here's why. Him, how, them calling PG the GOAT is, is crazy. How many people our age say that T-Mac was their favorite player? Or that T-Mac the best player? A lot of people. T-Mac the reason I'm a Rockets fan. Yeah. Is, that not a, is that not similar comparisons? Paul no, George and T-Mac, T-Mac is... the GOAT, though. I never called call T-Mac the GOAT, though. I, I, I mean, I'm calling him the GOAT is crazy, but saying he's your favorite player, T-Mac and Paul George kind of the same player to me. Hold on. <laughs> I, 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 that's a big, big it's, it's It's not. It's not. How much postseason success have they had? PG been to the conference finals. Josh, please stop playing. I'm very serious. I'm very serious. Please. Stop. I'm very about, serious. I, I'm gonna sit back and watch this one. Gives like he about to erupt. I'm very serious. <laughs> Josh. Josh. The only thing you can definitively say T Mac is better than Paul George at is creating a shot. He's better huh? at creating a shot. He's a better facilitator than him. No, he's and not. T Mac is not a better facilitator than Paul George. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna get after Paul George. I'm Are very you? serious. Yo. I'm very serious. Bro, I'm gonna get after Paul George. T Mac. All right, can I? I'm very serious. I and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. T Mac has played with how many players that like offensively you were like, oh, they're a force. This is a guy. This is a dude. He played, he he played with like 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 five he, his whole career. Who? I wouldn't even go that many. I say two. He played with Vince Carter. He played with Yao Ming. Okay. Um he played Them with Shane only Battier. two. And Shane Battier was a force. 
It was a force, Chris. <laughs> well, well, I mean, when you say force, I'm thinking you talking I'm about somebody. I'm not saying you... a good player. I mean the oh, guy oh, that you oh. look at and say, like, hey, not only does he take pressure off of T-Mac, but if T-Mac's having an off night, brother, you Who do you play team, with in Orlando? Right. Who do you play with in Orlando? Who did he uh, play with in Orlando? That's a I'm great tri- question. Y'all know I'm the trivia man. Um... Daryl Armstrong. Daryl Armstrong was at the point. T Mac was at the two. Was Tony Batie at the three? What does that we have? But Tony Batie at the three. <laughs> um, I was. It was a bomb at the four. Grant he was supposed to be at the three. Who was at the four? I don't know. Pat Garrity was at the five. <laughs> I'm saying all this. I'm saying all this to say. That in that in that game back then, for him to put up the numbers that he was putting up and to make those look like serviceable offenses was an it was nothing short of a masterclass. It was nothing short of a masterclass. And to say that T Mac is a better shot creator, we all know that by a mouth. To say that he is not a better facilitator is absolutely insane because the best offensive player that you can say that T-Mac ever played with was what, a year one or two Vince Carter? Year one. Stop Stop playing. playing. I'm looking it up now. He played with a lot of guys when they was washed. That's the problem. Because I forgot he played with with Grant. I forgot he played with uh, washed up Sean Kemp. I forgot he played with a couple guys. Like he played with and PG was playing with legitimate superstars, with legitimate guys where he wasn't even the number one option on a lot of those teams, and he was okay. And you, man, stop playing. Stop. Paul playing. George is a better defender. Yeah, he's a better defender. I do that. Paul George is a better shooter. If we had a three-point contest, I was talking about if we talking about just, just shooting the ball. I, and, and this is what I'm saying. By comparison, because I don't think that it's fair, and this is I think in terms of LeBron and Jordan, I don't think to compare their three-point shooting because it was a different game. Yeah, the, the analytics People were okay with telling T-Mac, hey, man, if you master that 25-footer, shoot it all game long. And now, I don't care who you are. You're not being allowed to take mid-range jumpers unless you're the top one of right. the top couple of scores in the league. Also, T-Mac led the league in scoring twice and was top six in scoring for, what, five or six years straight? Until he got hurt. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? The chasm between those two offensively is big enough for me to be like, T-Mac never played with a really, really good point guard. All I'm saying is Paul George is this generation's T-Mac. That's all I'm saying. He's not. Who's this generation's T-Mac? It's Paul George. They play basketball the I same get, way, get, bro. They play basketball get, the same I, way. I get where you're going with that. I get where you're going at. And you're you're somewhat right. But in terms what T Mac did for that era of hoops, what T Mac did for our era of hoops, like back with them Rocky days, like Paul George wouldn't even scratch the surface. Oh my God. Oh I don't know. I, I think we I, somebody boots. I, I think we highly somebody boots. Not better than playoff P. Y'all know where the name playoff P came from, right? His <laughs> lack of performance in the playoffs. Like, what are we? Well, it, it came from him naming himself that, then throwing up a couple and stinkers th- in the playoffs. That man, listen. That man threw up more air balls than Ang against the Fire Lord. What are we <laughs> doing here? What? Listen, I. 
I mean this very genuinely. T-Mac is one of those players that was cursed by things that was out of his control. When you look at all of the teams that were supposed to be really good, because people have this perception that T-Mac was on a bunch of really good teams, when in reality, he was not. He simply was not. How many times did Yao Ming play a majority of the season? Like more than 60% of the season. Three, four times. Three or four, they, three or four times. Yeah. That was all T-Mac had to figure that out. That was all he had. Again, playing with Vince Carter for a year, and people are like, yeah, bro, no playoff success. But listen, I'm sorry, but if you make Rafer Alston uh, anybody's point guard in the NBA, I don't think they'll have a lot of success. I, I, I just doubt it. It's it's not. I just I, I I don't think it's that. I just don't think it's that big of a guy. I love T Mac, bro. T Mac, one of my favorite players ever. I'm just saying they're wow. the same player. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, th- th- this is you finna make me blow a gasket. My my biggest. Do, do they not hoop the same way? <laughs> you Josh, just saying that because they got the same like body beat. They got like. the same back. John, here's the thing. Here's here's why PG I say can dribble better. I say that. What's what is what is PG's most memorable moment? What is PG's most memorable when he was with what? Indy playing with the against the Heat? He was on what Indy, probably yamming on Birdman. Yamming on Birdman. Okay, yamming on Birdman. How'd that series turn out for him? Hey man, that man was 22 played against Brian. That's His fair. second best option was David West, bro. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What's T Mac's best moment? 13, uh, 13 and 31 against the Spurs. Oh, okay. All right. It's one of those Reggie Miller moments where, like, hey, man, that, that Paul George's moment, best moment was in the playoffs. His best moment was one <laughs> singular play in the playoffs. Z back best moment was on a Thursday night in February. In a, in, a, in a literal series where him overplaying LeBron, who everybody knew his weakness, which is just objectively, the, the percentages work out in a way where you shouldn't do this, was overplaying Bron and giving him an easy lane to the rip. He was a kid. Three feet behind. Probably Paul George was that. in his third year, bro. I mean, you didn't expect him to beat the Heat, but at the same time. They took him to seven. But I didn't expect him to beat him. But guess what? If you didn't expect him to take him to seven either. If you're supposed to be the guy, you're supposed to be special, you're supposed to be this two-way lockdown, I'm expecting you not to overplay one of the Wasn't nobody drivers. calling Paul George listen, a two-way listen. lockdown I, I, in 2013, I bro? I, I'll say this. I'll say oh this. God. Nobody was Paul calling George. Paul George that. I'll say this. Paul George should be mad at Brian because Brian definitely the reason why he didn't get a ring. Because you look at the teams that Brian beat, that 2012 ring Brian got, if the the Pacers played that Thunder team, I think the Pacers would have won that series too. I, I can hear you out if you say that Doc Rivers is the reason he didn't get a ring. There's an argument for it. Paul George is the reason Paul George don't got a ring. You Man, all I'm saying, Paul George was in year Doc. three. That man, okay, fine. Let's go beyond that. That man went up 3 1. The reason we're talking about Paul George right now is in comparison to T Mac and you bringing up playoff moments, which T Mac never reached the second round. He did have an injury bug, though. Because he played, bro. What people talk about how bad Brown teams were. Do y'all realize T-Mac really was in the trenches out there? Bro, you can make it to, in, in the 2000s, you can make it to the second round with a trash team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Most playoff teams had one star back then. It wasn't I, I no know about that. teams with two, three stars. I don't know about that. In the West, fair. in the West, I don't know about that. Because Mallow couldn't get, get to the second round to save his life some seasons. We talking about the East. But T-Mac okay. spent a lot of time in the East. 
Okay, okay. I mean, but his he, best basketball was easily Houston, though. I disagree. His best basketball, he was in was Orlando. Yeah, I think it was with the Magic. Really? Y'all any, think he was better? He already started getting hurt by the time he hit Houston. But any way you cut it, any way you cut it or slice it, you cannot name two to three players from the, from either one of those teams that you're like, oh yeah, that player, he like was a very impactful player. I'm not even saying like a force, just a very impactful player, positively impact the game a ton. You can't name three that played with T-Mac in that entire stretch, in his entire prime, you can't name three. You can't. You, I'll give you y'all with Shane Batty. I'll even give you those two. Who was the third guy? Oh, well, I, I gave you Vince Carter. I mean, if you're going to give me Shane Batty, yeah. He wasn't in that. He, Vince wasn't in that that uh, space between Orlando and Houston. He wasn't. Right, if that's the case for Paul George, give me, give me more than three during his quote unquote prime. Roy Hibbert was a defensive player of the year candidate. Man, Roy. Okay, give me Roy Hibbert. I give you Roy Hibbert. David West. Russell Westbrook. Kawhi Leonard. What are we saying? Kawhi is what not Paul George Prime, bro. Kawhi is not Paul George Prime, bro. He, he lucky who better now. 3-1 against the Jazz, and you're telling me that that's not near the... That's Paul not his prime, prime, bro. That's not Paul George Prime, bro. We can all definitively say, at least me personally, I was pretty confident Paul George's best days was behind him when he signed that contract to play in, in Los Angeles. This is nah, bro. He like hooped better. He hooped better like his first zone, years bro. in. Uh, that's what, bro. People were talking about him as an MVP candidate that year. His what first year in, in Los Angeles. Was it his first? Yes. No, it was one of the years in Los Angeles where he was a legit MVP bro, candidate for a bulk of the year. People years, were bro. saying that he's doing? better now bro. before he got injured. That's crazy. I, I cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. I can't. We spoke. But give me. I ain't gonna lie. I can't. We, 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 we talking about. We talking about number twos. We talking about number twos. We we saying T Mac never had a solid number two. Not really. I, I, again, we just asked. Paul George that. did not have a championship number two in, in Indiana. I'm not saying the championship number two. I'm saying again, very impactful play. players that you look at and say like, hey, this guy's going to be there consistently and he's going to very positively impact the game. Like a hall of very good guy. You can't tell me that Roy Hip prime Roy Hibbert ain't a hall of very good guy. You nah, can't tell me that. You can't say right. Only reason you can't say that is because his prime was like two. Well, Roy Hibbert was good for like two years. That same series we talking about in Miami. Wait, that same series we talking about in Miami when Paul George dunked on Bron, dunked on Birdman, and it went to seven games. Do you have many? Do you have many rebounds? Roy Hibbert averaged that series. What seven? Eight? One point three. Eesh, that's tough. That's tough. I did not know that that happened. That's so, I, you, you, so if Roy Hibbert averaged six rebounds, Indiana put Miami out the playoffs. Okay, but still, any other way you look at it, I'll give you him. What about Russell Westbrook? You you played with a whole MVP. You got Westbrook? What about I, I'll give Kawhi you Westbrook. Leonard? Kawhi Leonard, a whole like I said, time finals MVP. I don't what think I'm putting here? that. I don't think I'm putting that in Paul George's prime, man. In my personal opinion, Paul George was washed by the time Bro. we got to Los Angeles. Paul George still in his prime, guy. He's still in his prime. I, no, he I, not. Wait a minute. Hold Bro, on. Paul, no, when, he when, not. When Paul George is healthy, when Paul George is healthy, he averages almost 30 a game. I can't almost 30 a I'm, game. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Bro, this is the NBA in 2023. Everybody averaging 30 a game. 
I, I really can't believe what I'm hearing right okay. now. Okay. I, I really can't believe And the fact that we got so derailed about this is really pissing me off, too. It was more no way, It was more players. No that y'all believe this. There's no way that you genuinely believe this. <laughs> stop saying, stop saying, y'all. I'm on the T-Max right, side of the right. fence. There, there is no way that you genuinely believe this, Josh. This is crazy. This I don't think crazy. it's that crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, listen, 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 we get listen. the facts over egg socials with this. This is... This, we need to make a poll about this because this is... I, and I don't even think recency bias is, is enough to give Paul yeah. George... Like, is Paul George... Y'all know I'm not a recency bias. You know I'm not a recency <laughs> bias kind of person. No, but that that's what I'm saying. I'm not either. And I, I know for a fact that Paul George just is not him. He's not him. He's had but so but many... Yes, you do have a as much as I love... As much as I love T-Mac... Neither was T-Mac. You can't be him and not get out the first round of the playoffs. I don't care who you was playing with. Listen, you're legitimately insane. You're, this is, no, I'm not. I'm legitimately no, I'm not. I Again, all right. Okay, so, okay. we can settle this like this. Is T-Mac a top what player in NBA history? If we did a ranking, bro, I say top Paul George and T-Mac go end, go end up in the same five. Of each other, I, I mean this. I mean, please tell me how they not. I mean, please tell me I mean, how they not. I mean this very genuinely. I mean this very genuinely. Anybody who puts Paul George aside their top fifty, I would. I would like to ask why. I would very seriously like to ask why. Basically, okay. Basically, I would also like to ask why is T Mac in your top fifty? Because you like the way he played. Because he played cool basketball. He don't have no accolades. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He don't have no accolades, bro. Hold on, I'm about to read y'all both players, right? But I'm not gonna say the names when I read this, right? Thirteen seasons, ten playoffs played, eight All Stars, one NBA first team, six All NBA teams. Two all defensive first teams, four all defensive teams, one steals leader. That's okay. definitely Paul George. That's okay. The That's Paul George. I'm gonna give you Chase McGrady. Sixteen seasons, nine playoffs played, seven time All Star, two time first MVP. So he got one up on Paul George there. Seven All Star selections. He got one up on Paul George. Played more seasons. I give you that guy. Two no zero all defensive team first team zero all defensive teams, two time scoring leader, and zero steals leader. Now I'm gonna go stats. I'm gonna go stats. Twenty points per game, six point four rebounds per game, three assists per game, and one point seven steals a game, zero point four blocks a game. Again, that's Paul George, Tracy McGrady, nineteen point six. Points per game. So a point lower, literally a point lower. 5.6 rebounds per game, 4.4 assists. So assist higher than Paul George. I can't make no final. I'm talking I'm about the sorry. chat. The what? chat. The, the, the chat talk about also T Mac did make a final. They talking about on the Spurs, made a final? Bro. When he was on the Spurs. When he was on the Spurs. Uh, I mean, hey, what's crazy though? What's crazy though? T Mac is still leading him in every category except steals all time, and he had and Paul George is only three seasons behind. Here's the thing that I I would like to to note here: in a game that was slower and more isolation based, he's averaging more assists. And mind you, this is including like the washed Pistons T Mac that that's included in there. 
What are we doing here, man? What I don't think doing? it's I don't think it's that far of a gap, man. Oh my god. It's not though. On paper, I don't it's think not. it's that far of a gap, bro. Uh, oh god, on paper, it's not. I'm looking at the fact. This on paper, Guyton kind of got a point. This is it crazy. is really it's it's okay, neck and neck. Here's, here's the only problem with the accolades. When T Mac was in the league, that was one of like the toughest times ever, ever to get in in terms of all NBA for two guards. You just were not seeing. And, I, and here's the thing. I'll even give Paul George, hey, man, the fact that you made a first-team All-NBA in this era of small forwards, amazing. Great. That means you had to beat out Bron, Melo, KD. You know, you had to beat out some Hall of Famers. Sure. But other than that, what? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. I, 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 might, I might have to lean Paul George after seeing him. I just said to tell the defensive is like, just like you said, Gibbs, he just as much of a threat defensively as he is offensively. Yeah, I, listen, I would not, I am not about to sit up here and lie to you and say, oh, T-Mac is the same defender that Paul George is. No no way, no how. No. I think but I might I'm have saying, to go Paul George. Now. I'm saying offensively, th- this is not like a, oh man, they're neck They're pretty close. No, they're they, they kind of are. Though, Again, you're reading, you're reading the stats from a time where the pace of play was extremely, was a lot slower, and you're reading the stats of somebody who was surrounded by a foreman that our brother here, who, who can remember all of the MVPs back to what? 1978. 78 couldn't name. He couldn't name the stars. No, he, he, he never uh, finished top. T- he, he didn't finish top 10 in MVP voting on the Clippers. His last year in OKC, he was number three in MVP voting, though. Oh, oh, okay. So he played with prime Russell Westbrook in his prime, is what you're saying. He played with a uh, Hall of Famer yeah. in his prime. Yeah. Just like not just not just, just a like Hall of Famer from like a oh yeah Russell Westbrook grew the game in L.A. type Hall of Famer. No, 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 no. no, Russell Westbrook, Mr. Average or Triple Double Russell Westbrook, or we could talk about you know him playing with again a first ballot guy in Kawhi, and, and for whatever reason did, did, did they make it out the first round? Yeah, if you have a Finals MVP, because see, and here's the other difference: if you have a Finals MVP with you. There's a I talk about this a lot when people talk about the difference between um uh Kay Cunningham and uh what's that boy's name from the 76ers? Maxi. And people are, oh, if you give Maxi as many shots as Cade and all this, he'd do the same thing as Cade. Yeah, but if you give Cade the same attention that Maxi gets, Cade's going off at 35 a night. No answer buts about it. Very true. If you give him third option attention, Cade is going to cook your team in a special way. He's going to take your guard to the post and be like Livingston, die, living and dying from there. Kawhi, I'm sorry, not Kawhi. PG has not been the first option on a lot of these teams and still, and still, still is not, we're talking about, oh, he doesn't have playoff success. I don't success. know, Giz, but, but Giz, we're talking about team bag is crazy, bro. His bag is crazy, bro. Oh my God. His, bag crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> His bag is crazy, Giz. Chris, you gonna that boy hit you with a ooh, ooh, ooh. Chris, you're going to make ooh, a lose hair on these guys. You're going to make a lose You know what? You know what? We got to move past it because we have spent entirely too much time on this and we want to get folks out of here. We want to get folks out of here, but we have to talk about this damn situation before we go because we let it slide last week because we had too much going on, but we got to talk about the Dame situation. What is going on in the Pacific Northwest? What is happening? What what has happened to the trade talks? How have they fallen apart so quickly? 
Um, the trade talks have fallen apart because Damian Lillard is not going anywhere. The season is going to start. Just like I said on this show uh, a plethora of times, Damian Lillard at the start of the 2023-24 season is going to be a Portland Trailblazer. Hey, if he was going... That Damian Lillard, what is it? Damian Lillard Toyota or Damian Lillard Honda? They're not selling that many Get out of there, bro. Get out of there. That's crazy. If he was going to get traded, he would have been traded already. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chris, what's what's going on, man? What happened? What happened? I, I'm sad to say this, bro. I'm sad to say this, but Dame does it. He's lost his leverage. Dame has lost his yep. leverage. So two things here to point out. When, when when you talk about leverage, you point out things that are are in the favor of the player. So let's name a few things that are not in the favor of Dame. How much money he makes. Portland pays you all that money. As a long-term thank you to you for staying in Portland, staying loyal, and understanding that we're going to try our best to build a team around you, but paying you all this money makes us limited, right? Second thing, they paid Jeremy Grant. That's another thing that doesn't go in Dane's favor for a couple reasons, right? Dane wanted Jeremy Grant to be part of his big three, though. Right, right, right. But you're already paying Dame a boatload of money. You're playing Jeremy Grant a boatload of money. So your options to go get another star are almost minimal. Minimal. You have to trade Jeremy Grant. Right? So that's the next thing. The third thing that Dane lost a lot of leverage on, he signed that big contract thinking that he was just the best thing that's the sliced bread. And guess what? He has no, no trade clause. Even Bradley Beal was smart enough to get a no trade clause when they paid him that back. Well, I don't think it was Bradley Beal was smart enough. The Wizards were dumb enough to give it to him because ain't no way I'm putting a no trade on Bradley Beal. That's insane. Yeah, you got to be elite of the elite to get a no trade clause from me. If you gave me a ring, I'll give you a no trade. That that would be my negotiating if I I was talking to any player. I'll say, if you bring me a ring, hell, if you take me to the finals, if you take me to the finals and you the number one, I'll give you a no trade. Sure. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a no trade. Anything short of that, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no trade for yeah. what? And, and forcing your way to Miami is just, you know, I believe he will get to Miami, right? Because I feel like Portland's going to realize, don't know team want a disgruntled start. And I don't think Dame, I think Dame bluffing. I think Dame will still show up and be a professional wherever he gets traded to. But will he want to play every night? I don't think he will. I think he will. You know, take his usual breaks if he goes to a bad team that had a lot of assets. I think he would, you know, play play at a high level some games, and in some games he would coast. Um, however, what I do think, if Dame got to another situation and talked to a couple of people, then Dame would perform how Dame should perform. Like, if he got traded to the Celtics, for example, I think Dame wins in all cylinders on that, on that Celtics team. If he gets traded to the Bucks, for example, I think Dame wins. If he gets traded to Philadelphia, I think Dame wins in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it's some things that other teams have to do better at persuading Dame. Like Miami isn't the only answer. Are they going to do that? Probably not, because he only going he going to be making sixty million at the age of thirty five. You know, I think that this is a very simple situation where. Not only have the uh, not only did Dan give up his leverage, the Trailblazers gave up their leverage. I had been saying for quite some time now, and people didn't want to listen to me. Dame is not the number one on the championship team, and I was the bad guy for saying that. I was all types of oh, you don't know ball, oh, you don't know. Well, 
the results are the results. Has he been the number one on the championship team? You can't say T-Mac didn't have a chance Has and just been, say... Okay, okay. Has he been the number one on the finals team? No. He's, he's been the number one on the conference finals but, team. But, but, come on, come on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on T-Mac ain't been the number on, one on the team in the second round. Hold on, can it, and, <laughs> hold on, 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 hold on. You just argued gotten down about T-Mac, right? And how and he didn't have the horses in the state. Y'all are not. Y'all are not. Dame. Only reason why Dame doesn't have a final appearance is because he went against the We Believe Warriors. Y'all are not getting what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Dame is a bad player. I'm not saying that Dame. Here's the thing. I'm when I said Dame was incapable of being a number one on a championship team. I said that two years ago. I want to say when we first started doing this podcast. When did we start yeah. This podcast two. Sort of this uh, March 2020. March 2020. So, okay, about three years ago. Dame, from three years ago to now, y'all still believe that that version of Dame is the number one on the championship team? No. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about every version of Dame. I believe that those younger versions of Dame, had they given him adequate talent? Absolutely. I'm talking about Dame in this present moment. If you were to ask me about Rockets T-Mac and you were like, hey, should the Rockets blow it up or should they hang on to T-Mac? What do you think I would have said? Blow it up. Why be stuck in, oh, we'll be the sixth seed and we'll get bounced every year. Oh, we'll be the sixth seed and we'll hope that we get some injuries, break our way. and Bro, blow it up. Blow it up. Go do your thing. You don't need to have a 12-year rebuild like the, the 76ers did. I'm joking. I know it wasn't 12 years, but the process was. It was fine. It was close. It was, it was close. It was, <laughs> it was longer than Taylor Swift's back. Okay, that's that's all I know. That thing was too Yo. <laughs> So with that being said. I'm looking at this situation with Dame, and again, I'm not. This is not an indictment on him as a player. This is not saying that he has never been, because I, I will admit that he has been. If you put a, put a decent team, not decent. If you put a good team around him, he's had times where he'd be the number one on the championship team, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, at this juncture here, at these last couple years that we've seen from him, why why would I not say, hey man, it's been great, it's been fun. Your value is extremely high, but we just got rid of CJ McCollum. It's time. It's time to go in rebuild mode. Yeah, they should have traded them both at the same time. It's time. And that's my whole point. They would have had the number one pick this year if they did. And that's what I mean mean by they gave up their leverage. Because had they done this thing right, they would have flipped Dame first. And then after you flip, see, if you flip CJ first, Dame's value goes down because now everybody thinks or knows or thinks you're trying to rebuild. If you flip right. Dame first, if you flip, and that hurts your star's value because everybody knows you don't want to destroy the star. If you flip Dame first, then teams are thinking, well, CJ's going to go. Well, I want CJ. Well, I want CJ. Well, I want CJ. And right. he's not he's not a superstar to where it's like, all right, he's going to be disgruntled being moved up into the one seat. So now you still have leverage to say, hey, if y'all don't if y'all don't give me a good price for CJ, we'll make him the face of our franchise. They gave up their leverage. They did it backwards and stupid. And now they're stuck in. Oh, it's the shade and sharp and Scoot Henderson era. Ooh, we're, <laughs> we're going to have Anthony Simons out there going crazy. And if you look at the moves that Miami is making, they're giving up a lot of the assets that probably would have been traded for a day. Yeah. Victor true. Oladipo gone. Struce gone to be a side and trade. Gabriel gone. Vincent Gabriel gone. They've traded away multiple draft assets. This is a situation where I'm looking at the 
Dame said, oh, I want to only want to go to Miami. Oh, I want to only want to go to Miami. Well, it don't seem that Miami is all that press for you, brother. Yeah. It just ain't looking like it. And 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 now I mean they have to gut their roster though. And that's my point. So then you would have to be in a, a team devoid of talent again, which we know at this point in time, you're not the guy to carry a team devoid of talent to a finals. You're not that guy. Uh, I think Jimmy still is though. But if you so if Jimmy is on that team, they're not devoid of talent. They may be devoid of depth. Like for example, the the Suns are devoid of depth. They're not devoid of talent. That's that's a team that I'm looking at. Like right, that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm know. saying though. So it's like if if he was I, to go to Miami, and they gut the team. They still got enough top heavy talent where they can get some of them undrafted guys and yeah, maybe yeah. make a push. At the end of the day, I see what went wrong with this being very simple. Both sides, every side involved, gave up all their leverage and was moving stupid. Just stupendously idiotically, and now look at where we are. Look at yeah. where we are. You you're gonna have a tough time trading Dame because number one, all this the speculation about is he gonna play here? Is he gonna play there? Number two, you did it in the wrong order. So instead of trading the guy who would have made the second guy more valuable, you traded the second guy who made the first guy less valuable, and now. And, and Dave, you've given up your leverage. There's no no trade. And the team that you said you want to go to is trading away assets like they're having a fire sale. Yeah. So congratulations to all parties involved. Y'all are stuck in the stupid, ugly marriage. And y'all have slapped the flex seal of, well, I guess we got to stick with each other together on this, <laughs> on this thing. That's what's keeping y'all together. R.I.P. Billy Mays, but flex seal ain't that strong, Okay. It just ain't going to keep this thing together, and it's not going to build y'all a winner. Anywho, I know y'all tired of us talking about Britney Spears and Wimbin Yama and whether or not T-Mac is decisively better than Paul George. He ain't. But come on back next week. End of week after that. End of week after that. <laughs> See if I don't strangle guy between now and then. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,